Hey, welcome to episode 77 of the Never Iron Anything Comics Review Podcast. This week is another returning co-host. No, not Mr. Forbush. It's that other penguin wrangler, Mr. Alan Henderson. How are you, dude? I'm very well. I'm very well indeed. It's uh, great to be back, as they say. Good stuff, man. <laughs> good. I finally found another penguin reference. So that was good. Um, surf's up. It was almost surf's up, because I think that's about penguins, but that didn't quite work out. Um, have we done happy feet i don't know i just seemed a bit twee didn't it i I saw it this week i thought do i go with it let's save it for another one but uh how you been how you coping apart from the fact you're a multi-millionaire now because you're kickstarter how are you coping during uh lockdown dude it's going all right it's going fine you know what things are now in such a routine as i say i've no idea what day of the week it is don't know what month it is and um based on some of the discussions we're having as um, in real work um, it looks like this could actually be the new norm for us for, for forever, as in they've gone, well, if you can all work from home, we don't need to own buildings and we can yeah. save all the money that way. <laughs> I, can, I can see it you going know? that way, man, yeah. So there is going to be, it's that, or we're going to have one big building that essentially is going to be a big Starbucks that we can all go into when we need to, to meet people. That's it's like one of these it. sort of free working area type doodah things, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, you know, a building without desks, but lots of meeting rooms, that seems to be the plan. But so anyway, that's the new normal. We'll we'll live with that. It just means that uh, I'll, I'll not get to go to my favourite sandwich shop quite as often <laughs> as I would like to. Yeah. And, you know, those are the downsides. Yeah. But. There'd be a lot of divorces following those decisions nationally, I, I dare say. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I moved into a new office today, actually. I've got a new, um, we call it the Tribute Press HQ. Moved into a new office today in, like, a, I've got, like, an office in a shared office block, you know. Um, and saw nobody the whole day. I saw nobody. There was nobody there. It was quite weird. But there you go. And, and, and are you keeping an eye that crime scene investigation is not going into um, the old office to um, oh, mate, the look bla- over the floorboards? Shine a black light in there. You can see it from space. <laughs> I'll tell you that now. The, the, uh, Only, I imagine. Have you, had, um, have you had your jab yet? Or No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm a young lad. You are younger than me, aren't you? Relative, relative yeah. to you. Um, yeah. So no, I'm, I'm I'm not until the next bucket. I'm I'm under fifty. Good man. Despite the fact that people, I, some people at work the other day no. were saying, "Well, you must be nearing retirement." <laughs> no, fucking wankers. <laughs> well, to be fair, these were these are people who were born after I started working at the organisation. Yeah, they don't. So <laughs> you're like, oh dear, dear, dear. Well, I am old. Not good. And I'm having the jab on Wednesday, so day after tomorrow, I got my first one. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And what superpowers are you hoping to Well, I'm to hoping acquire? that they inject me with some kind of 5G chip and can follow me around. That's something apparently that happens if you well, read on the was, internet. Uh, there you go. It was the, the good Mr. Ottaway who had his, um, the, I think it was at the, at the turn of the weekend there. That's right, um, yeah. Said he had a, um, a craving for fruit. So I just presume it's turned him into Banana Man. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there is that whole, oh, we've converted, you know, you're going to get a superpower randomly chosen. Uh You've got the power of bananas. Yeah, so like, and Aww. you're a murderer. <laughs> no, John. No, stop being a murderer. That's not. That's not because of the injection. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh boy. Let me point out, as well as being uh, the uh, the master of penguins and also a multimillionaire, um, you're also a cruel man, Mr. Henderson. I've decided. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell oh. us? Yeah, you know why. Can you tell us what what you've chosen for us to talk about this week? So. As you know, I have um, been lucky enough to acquire an array of comic art 
over time. Yeah. And uh-huh. a lot of that is up on comic art fans. Yep. Um, and on that, people will email me from time to time saying, is item X for sale? Oh, okay. And so there's two items that people regularly come to me saying, oh, are, is, is this for sale? And one is, it, one is a page from um, a Harley Quinn comic, which was one of her very early appearances. Right. And the other is a sketch of Tinker, who is a cat yes. in a battle outfit from the book <laughs> We Three. Nice one. Um, written by Grant Morrison, art by Frank Quietly. And stuff. clearly I suggested this book because... Well, Oddly enough, this is one of the hardest books I think we're going to have describing on an audio medium because it's, the visuals are so yep. important through this book um, and the approach that it takes on the art. So that, that's going to be there. But I had forgotten that you know, you know, any book with a dog in it, you always think twice about. <laughs> Books, um, so... movies, TV series. I haven't watched John Wick because of that. I'll never watch Marley and Me. You know, it's like <laughs> that. The, uh, the, who, who, um, Sarah on the the misty special had rats eating a dog thank you sarah um and this one is i think is almost the premise of cruelty to animals this book (laughs) yeah so yeah in in terms of the description of this book this this is and i think this is how it was um, originally advertised is the incredible journey meets the terminator I think that was what the solicitation was. I never realised that was the solicitation because I, it occurred to me halfway through it that I thought, "Oh, this is the incredible journey." But yeah, oh, okay, it was aimed. It was they were open about that. I'm guessing, I'm guessing, yeah, yeah. So based on what I could find on, on the web, that that was how it was. What the solicitation was, and so in, in terms of the, the the overall story, it's about a group of animals that have been acquired by the military and have yeah. been souped up into into armor suits and um essentially made radio controlled with regard to making them into battle animals to to go out into the field to use the powers that you would normally associate with those different types of animals to be be attack drones for for all intents and purposes yeah throughout the book the the animals essentially there's a good scientist who, who sets them free and they then try to go home. Um, unclear what that is, and you know, but that is the essential. And I think even they it's, doubt that there is such a thing, doesn't it? Doesn't the cat at one point say well, zero home or something like that? I think the, there is this different view that the different. So the three animals that, that yeah. are the primary characters: there's a dog, a cat, and a rabbit. Um, so that's bandit, tinker, and pirate in terms of their actual yeah. names. And they're named one, and, two, and three. And there is a four, isn't there, which appears later at the end. Yeah. yeah. So, but what they basically you've got through this is that the dog is is basically hyper loyal and um, wants to is forever asking the question, "Am I a good boy?" Essentially, yeah. Um, because he, they've been given the power of speech as well as part or limited speech as part of this. Yeah. Um, while the cat is always just a moody, independent, doesn't really want to be with anybody else, and you know, wants to to kill for fun. Type type thing that the cats do, yeah. Um, and while the rabbit is um, just you know, essentially someone who plods along and you know again will just sort things out for themselves and and, and just desire to move from one place to the next. The rabbit's kind of my um, favourite, I think. Yeah, um, it headbutts the dog I at really one like point. It. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. it, it shits a bomb at one point, which is yeah. <laughs> we'll get onto that when yeah. we start talking about something. So they, that, and that, that's thing, and it is very much a case of the three characters. Then are again having given that they kind of build on that to say, well, the dog is your your tank in, in terms of the unit, your yeah. cats, your sniper, ninja attack warrior thing and then the rabbit's primarily responsible for laying bombs or doing gas release in terms of the the, the attack situation that you put through um and it's really just a story about how they survive post release from the the military confined um it's a long chase and, isn't it in a way yeah oh it's kind of a road movie and a chase you know it's mm. a bit of that mm. isn't it yeah yeah, it's pretty impressive. So, um, came out in two thousand four, three issue miniseries, um, written by Grant Morrison, art by Frank Quitely, colours by um, Jamie Grant, letters by Todd Klein, published by Vertigo Comics at DC. Oh, how we miss Vertigo! Um, <laughs> formats. So it was in singles. Um, it was traded, and there's a deluxe hardcover. Um, uh, Newsarama described it as they want to um, look rather too on the nose with Disney with fangs. Um, I do, I do hate these shortcuts. I remember, Rock of the Reds got described as another, another back of the net success. I'm like, fuck yeah. off with it, you know. Anyway, so they said that if you're going to buy it, eBay, you can buy the first three issues reasonably cheaply. I think you can buy them for sort of about ten quid. At the moment, I looked on eBay before we started. The trade is out of print at the moment, but you'll probably find a, a good used copy for twelve ninety nine. And on Comicsology, it's currently on sale for six eighty nine for all three issues in a trade. So there you go. That's what you've got. Yeah. Um, so I have the deluxe in front of me. You have. Which, okay, um, man. What's the extra material in there out of interest? Um, so it's uh, some preliminary sketches, some cover sketches, um, a breakdown of two of the pages that we're probably going to talk about in detail, which are the two big motion pages in the middle of the book. Yeah. And um, uh, a description of how the CCTV sequence was oh, okay. produced. Yeah, we're going to definitely talk about that. Which, again, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, so those are the sort of the primary things of that. Um, did, it, did you say it was Slipcase, sorry, did you? No, no, no. No, okay. I was going to say, the, the, well, the version I've got is signed by them both, but that's purely because they were both at a Glasgow Comic Con. Get you. So mine's uh, to Alan Grant Morrison. Woof. That's uh, good. <laughs> now, before wrote. we begin, I think that something we both discussed here is um, we will be talking about Grant Morrison. Um and we have, in the past, um, because we've known each other for a few years, talked about Grant Morrison in the past, and I'm sure we've talked with each other and with other people about that creator. He had, pardon me, already, the, he, Grant has recently said he, is non, he has been, I have been non-binary, cross-dressing, genderqueer since I was 10. So we are going to do our best, I've already messed it up, we're going to do our best to refer to Grant as they, but please forgive us if we mess up, because I'm sure, as I've read already, I'm sure we both will at some point either almost or slip up around that. So mm. for I think mainly because Grant is someone we've spoken about and met a number of times. Um, so there's a there's a fixed thing in our heads, which we will try and adjust as we go along as we should do. But uh, please forgive us if we mess up on that one. Good. That's out of the way. OK, so what was your um, what was your entry drug for Grant Morrison? Al? So, in terms of knowing that it was Grant Morrison, yeah. that would very much be the Arkham Asylum hardcover. Okay. When it came out, which would what, be 1989, 1990. Okay, yeah. Um, and that was partially because I met them at the signing that they would have done um, at what was the science fiction bookshop in Edinburgh, which was part of the Forbidden Planet chain, when that right. was launched. 
So it was very much a case of getting into that book and going, oh, yeah, the, because it was so different as well uh, than anything else that was really out there at the time. Obviously, yeah. you, you, you know, you've discussed this on the pod before. Yeah. Um, the, the beginning. So that was would be the first exposure. Um, beyond that, it was a, probably about getting into various other books afterwards that I didn't necessarily realise had been Grant Morrison until okay. after. So I was a big Paul Grist fan. Paul Grist and I exchanged um, communication a lot, <laughs> actual letters, because that's how far back it was. Um, yeah. And so things like St. Swithin's Day started yeah. to, to come into the play for there. Um, and then I was also a huge Invisibles fan when it came out. Do not ask me to explain it. I have got not a clue. Um, <laughs> but it was, was was great at the time. Yeah. And all of that was kind of... And I think, if I'm honest, that was a better period for them because the when he started to go into all of the Batman piece, they, they know too much about the background. And he, it was the trying to fit too much into it okay. in many ways. Right, I okay. thought, you know... There, there's there's something to be said for a, a really strong you know you, when when certain creators get so big editors get scared of them and tell them oh go off and do whatever you want to do you can do <laughs> yeah. no wrong yeah. right and there's there's classic examples for Moore in that case there's classic examples for Frank Miller in that case as well and I think Morrison also sometimes falls into that category yeah I think Byrne where, fell into that for a while as well didn't he yeah yeah um, so sometimes things can become too complex and it's like there's some really really good interesting things in there but you need to rein it in. And that's why I think in this book, with We Three being the limited series that it was, and clearly always going to just be three issues and that was going to be it, that created a really strong constraint around this, which I think gave them the opportunity to say, when I'm writing this, it's going to be really tight and really clever okay. in terms of what's in it. Um, and So I think that's, it's much much tighter from that side of things. I get you. And what was your first exposure to them? I'm I'm going to say Zenith. I think, um, mm. yeah, I think so. I may have read something by them previous to that, but it didn't spark in me that this was an individual yeah. vision. And I think Zenith. What came after that? Probably Animal Man. I think maybe, um, which I really enjoyed. Um, and then onwards and upwards to the Invisibles and stuff like that. I think mm. I I went I went back and had a look at their back catalogue, and it, it Grant is hugely prolific. We forget quite how much they've written over the years. There's loads of it, and there's loads of little bits that you forget. So stuff like Vampirella, um, the Warrior magazine stuff, which I did read, but didn't recognise. I think I was too young. Didn't recognise to see it as a, as a particular mm. writer's work. Um, Steed and Mrs. Peel, uh, Kid Eternity, Seven Soldiers, did some Doctor Who yeah. as well, which I will have read. Will have read. Um, yes, uh, I'm going to say probably more successful at DC in my eyes. I never really quite gelled with the new X-Men stuff. It didn't really work for me. It was too different from what I was used to in the X-Men, I think. Um, sure. But yeah, I think so. I think probably Zenith, the first book of Zenith, the first black and white, when it was black and white and started off. It was a bit different for 2000 AD. It was a superhero story in 2000 AD, which 
a lot of people didn't like because 2018 <laughs> fans are 2018 fans, you know what they like. Um, but I kind of liked the art. I thought it was original. It was a little too knowing for me sometimes, maybe. Um, and that, I think, is a, is a common theme at times yeah. with him. Yeah, and I think you're right about the Wii 3, man. It's a nice, tight little story, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, again, it's back to the things that we keep going around. I think it's one of the forgotten books. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot been of hype right at the time, but it died off, didn't it? Yeah, because at the time Morrison was huge and Quietly was huge, and yeah. you know, but, the, but that that hype of, of them working together, if you like, has been replaced by the Earth Two activity and the the All Star Superman yeah. elements, which you know for, all followed after it, and this kind of got forgotten and put to the side. I know they've talked about picking it up from an adaptation perspective; they could only animate it. Um, yeah, yeah, and I could, but I just don't see how they would do that with some of the scenes that are in it in terms of because there are things in that here where I think it only works in comics. Yeah, um, yeah, like the CCTV the thing. Construct. There's a lot of stuff mm. in there, doesn't there? The um, the the bullets coming towards the the viewer and all yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, I think is it James Gunn? Is that his name? The director? He's apparently said it's the, it's the yeah. film he most wants to make or something. I think. Um, okay, we'll see. Yeah, I, yeah, I. I, I did you buy this in singles then, dude? Sorry, did you? So, yeah, yeah, I would have bought it in singles. Um, right. And then, as they double dipped into the deluxe hardcover when it came out, as it's my, <laughs> my it. want. You love it. I, yeah. I don't necessarily pick the trades up, but I'll, I'll go from singles to hardcovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, bought it in trade. I think I kind of, I think I held off because of the um, the animal element and everyone was going on about it and I thought I'm going to buy it. And I, I read it in one mm. sitting. It's a, it's a good book to read in one it's, sitting, I think, isn't it? It's a very, very quick read. Yeah. So I think there's something to clear on that as well. It, it's, um, it's not dialogue heavy yeah. at all um, because a lot of it's written from the animal's perspective. So they don't really care. And there's actually, there's a couple of pages we'll talk about where the, the dialogue's presented literally as as almost like motions or, or nods and winks and things yeah. where there's you know, it's not actual words that are being used and so i think there's it's, it's, it makes it really quick for that perspective yeah i think it, also it, it, from day one from page one you know this is going to break you up at the end <laughs> you know it's it can't yeah. end well i yeah, mean it kind of yeah. does actually but you you, you do sense nah, this ain't going to end well yeah, yeah. so Page one's an interesting one as well, in fact, it's, you know, because what I hadn't, I wouldn't have used this terminology, but researching for this, the fact yep. that it was referred to as Western manga. Yeah, right? now that's what I was going to ask you. That was one of the questions I have ready for you is, is this manga? Um, and, well... The one thing that stops it being manga for me is, is quietly. Well, hmm. see, it's, it depends on your definition of manga. Right. <laughs> right? Um, and this is where I think that manga, we unfairly think of manga as a lot of um big doughy eyes at times where that that's no different than, than somebody in japan going western comics and thinking it's all the one thing yeah and um, to me the, the, what makes this manga is that it is very much it's much more dynamic in terms of the you know there's lots of speed lines on it there's lots of um flowing action pieces on it yeah. um all of which is is taken from the fact that Quietly is really heavily influenced by Otomo, um, the the creator of Akira. Yeah, and in fact, he sleeps see... from them, doesn't he? He uses oh, them yeah. as a pillow, <laughs> according to that documentary. Yeah, yeah. 
If, yeah, if you ever want to know a reason why I, I would not become a comic artist, it is <laughs> watch watch the program on what do artists do all day. Yeah, I don't fancy go, going into Glasgow train station for a Glasgow shower. Glasgow Central's for, <laughs> for a shower. No, no, thank you. Um, but yeah, but you know, it's, you can. But there are bits of this where Kira screams off the page, and that that page one, where you know, panel one, where it's got the speed lines on the ground that, that right. you know. You read that one page and you've got pace by the end of it. You know, that's that's a page that makes you think quickly. And I think if yeah. you look at Akira and actually if you read a lot of Lone Wolf and Cub, both of which are are pieces of manga that I really enjoyed. Yeah, me too. Then this is where, where I would say it aligns with that. So it, it is manga-esque in, in, that, in that frame. Yeah, and the mech as well. I suppose, I mean, we had them in the West, didn't we? But mech yeah. is still... Um attributed to manga isn't it i think it's such a mm. big element of it um and this is what it is um yeah and that's an interesting angle who cares mate to be fair it's a, it's amazing do we need to do we need to categorize it and and if you for, uh, times have certainly moved on since 2004 when this came out and mm. comics are much more manga influenced now you oh, know, yeah. we get the big oh. eyes now don't we in regular marvel titles and stuff yeah. yeah, and sorry, I'm not. I wasn't meaning that to be. be no, done, of course not. No, I, mean, I know is, you weren't, mate. No, I know. Um, yeah. I, I, again, it is more just that that speed and motion element, and and how how motion is captured. I or certainly, again, I'm I'm, re- I'm going to refer this to very much in that Akira move of going that you know where things just happened on the page and you you see the action action from off it. Yeah, and there's just a lot of that. And I'm, I'm saying that page one creates a pace. It's all the way through to. Where's the uh, sorry? The numbers of the pages I've got here, the, the deluxe ones, so page twelve and thirteen, which is the big bullet scene yes, where they're all amazing. flying towards them. Yeah. Now, prior to that, there are four speech bubbles, two of which contain an exclamation mark and two of which contain a question mark. Yeah. But you know the dialogue; you don't have to have heard anything else. Yeah. And the other thing that's set out really early on with this, with these early pages, is the there's a lot of it the angle of the drawing of the of the characters you're you're seeing a awful lot of feet yeah or you're looking from the bottom up it's the it's the tom and, and jerry old. thing man it's the tom and where you only see you know adults yeah. legs don't you it's that is yeah. it's that's it's, what they're doing a lot of it is drawn from yeah from the from the perspective of the animals looking you know the, you know something that's only two feet high or one foot yeah. high looking towards the human rather than and then de- and dealing with it that way the other thing um, as well is you don't actually see the animals for what is it like 12 15 pages almost isn't it you don't actually you see the mech but you don't see the animals um, yeah my copy's got it it's page 22 there you go mm. um yeah quite a long time with the parrot first like, yeah. yeah 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 so there's there's, there's, there's some bait really switch there isn't there somewhere yeah. bits for that but you know and that's why it's a really nice read as well a really quick read yeah. um and there, there's loads of other lovely little throwaway things here some of which i think is this part's less manga but actually referring back to 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 the UK piece, because um, quite early on as well, there's the the inside of the truck. Ah, uh, yeah. So you get which, like a cross section, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Which is you know that's, that's old eagle cross section. Yeah, that's, old, that's, that's know, seeing what, inside Thunderbird too, isn't it? That's what that is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so, but, but what this is demonstrating is that you know, these are the the guys that are operating the animals, and you know, with all the keyboards and all the you know, and it's a case of the animals have gone out. They've they've murdered essentially a terrorist or or. A bad guy of some sort or other that they yeah. want to rid of. Um, I love the page where it's announced on the newspaper, uh, and yeah. Yeah. the woman's speech bubble is the newspaper. 
Yeah. Because all she said is, I want, can I buy a newspaper? But rather than say that, it's just got the newspaper in the speech bubble. That's a really nice way. And yeah. that, that's reflected right at the end of the book as well. When it, yeah, when it so we see it open, her. don't we? It's, you know, old school newspaper. They unwrap they unwrap the, the brown paper wrapping around it and you get the headline. Yeah. Yeah, and really it's, nice. As I say, it, it's just a nice way of going, well, I'll put the speech bubble around the thing that I want to buy rather than actually seeing it out. Well, that's the thing, um, about, that's the thing about Morrison's, either Morrison's stage directions or quietly skills is the amount the diversity of views you see as this goes through so we go from a foot to head height to close up in faces to newspapers to overhead to cutouts you know to you know through bushes you know and then you you get the the gate opening which is almost a whole panel slightly obscuring the lorry and there's just the the diversity and the the variety and the way he addresses each drawing is amazing, mm. but it it maintains a sequential nature. It, it, yeah. yeah, as I say, and a lot of it creates that pace yeah. of yeah. things are moving on, happening. You know, the, the, particularly when the animals are moving around, it's it's creating a lot of pace. The the very very first sketch I got from Frank, which obviously was the shadow, right, um, okay. is essentially drawn from. Behind the shadow, three it's a three-quarter body length, looking from the knee up over the shoulder, but you can still see the hat and you just see the, the tip of the nose type thing as he as he's looking away. Right. And it used to be in it is in one of my sketch the very first sketchbook I had of the shadows. And when I would take that round to other artists to say, Oh, would you draw a shadow? You know, and they would flick through the book and they would get to that one and they would always go, How on earth did he think of that? <laughs> yeah, angle? exactly. Yeah. And that's and on every page here, isn't it? Everything yeah, he does. And everything it's it's yeah. like that's a really weird angle you've chosen there. But it's it it, it it's right and everything everything builds. Yeah. I'm looking at the, the page now. It's a for the comic, it's a fairly straightforward page. But the top half is the rats building the jet engine or mm. rebuilding. And then you've got three panels below that. One is um a waist height of them handing over a controller. The, the second to last one is a view of the Xbox controller, which they use to control these rats, and then a close-up of the thumb working the lever. Who comes up with that? That's brilliant, <laughs> isn't it? It really is. You know, it draws you in, but all the time you're thinking, I'm not seeing the faces, I can't see the faces, what are they doing? You know, it's, everything is like a little tease as you go along. You sort of They're showing you just yeah. enough. It's so clever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the next page after that is one of the, the first of our harrowing pages if you like because that's where yeah. they, they demonstrate that they can turn one animal against another yeah which is as, interesting as, it's man um, man over nature isn't it so they've replaced yeah. one of the so they've got these rats as well the, the one the animals we haven't spoken about these rats who make an appearance later as well but the uh, they've replaced the head of one of the rats who presumably therefore cannot eat and has a short-lived life and his head is the drill Mm. And he, they managed to sort of remote control using what is I don't know much about video gaming, but I'm told it's an Xbox controller to um, to just to drill into another rat and kill it. Yeah, and it's just just brutal and quietly deals with the blood in little drops of it rather than it's, it's incredibly well done. That I just and in the middle yeah, of it is a the, big smiling. The colorist yeah, yeah, the colorist. Is, is, yeah. You know, it's, it's properly done that to make that. Um, that and I prefer that bit if you like because the first bit where the where the bullets are flying and it's got the whole three D effect. Yeah, that's a little bit 
computer rendered for me. I wondered that. Yeah, they get there's um there's a a smudginess to them. There's a an out of focusness to the bullets as they hit your face, don't they? They're they're somewhere. Yeah, yeah. but but this again, the colors, you know, it 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 makes it feel three D in the way that it's been colored with the um the blood dots flying or yeah all over the place. I remember reading this, and um, one of the the main things that bothered me is the way the the um it's like the cutest of borg isn't it they, they've sort of borged mm. these 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 animals up and the the top of the dog has got this horrible antennae you know just thing glued into it and i think you're probably too young to remember this but there's there was an episode of blake seven where gan who was the big sort of big giant in the no no i remember blake seven yeah. old enough for that Good not man. old enough to have my jab but no <laughs> there's one where gan has like this metal thing stuck into his head and i remember it still freaks me out now it's, and it reminded me a bit of that. So they're controlling it through this like metal implant, horrible square metal implant in the top of the yeah. dog's head. Yeah, awful. Right, should we talk a little bit about um, Frank Quietly? Um, so Frank Quietly, a.k.a. Quite Frankly, which is a Spoonerism, a.k.a. Vincent, how do you say his last name? Dayan? Dane? Degan or Degan. Degan, okay. Born in Glasgow, 1968. Sorry, he's Vinny. That's the... Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a hell of a name. I do like that name, Frank Quietly. And people go, oh, yeah. No, yeah, he's a spoonerism. Well, yes, genius. Yeah. Yeah. It's all because he didn't want uh, his family to know when he was working on Electric Soup because it was... Um, it was a bit Viz-like, wasn't it? It was... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was... Uh, he, was an anti-royal family thing that he was doing so he oh, right. and at that point and the, the statement goes you know i wouldn't want or quite frankly why would i want my family to know it was me <laughs> yeah. was it the, yeah. the um it says a born in 1968 in glasgow raised in rutherglen i once asked a doorman for directions at one o'clock in the morning in rutherglen and ended up in the nightclub with him for about an hour drinking at the bar so that's <laughs> my take on rutherglen um went to school in east kilbride i've got relations in east kilbride or busby so i know a bit around there um, attended the Glasgow School of Art, but didn't complete it. Got a bit bored. Left. Um, early work. You're right. Includes the Scottish underground comic Electric Soup in 1990, and wrote and drew the Greens, which is the parody of the Bruins. For those yeah. that don't understand the Bruins, it's um, it's a it's it's a classic of Scottish comics, isn't it? The Bruins. Yeah, that and Willie, um, they're the two. Yeah, part of the Sunday papers. That that yeah. was our our Sunday funnies. Yeah. Um, from Electric Soup, he got spotted by David Bishop, who was then the editor at the time of the 2008 D, um, and got work on there with um, Shimura, with Robbie Morrison, and Missionary Man with Gordon Rennie. Um, I'm going to say he seems to work with Scottish people a lot. <laughs> they all seem to be Mark Miller, Grant Morrison, Robbie Morrison, Gordon Rennie. There's a lot of Scottish people he works with. Alan Grant, you know. Alan Grant, yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there is a bit of a. Look, if you can all get together in the pub to discuss what happens next, I know, man. I know. <laughs> probably makes life easier. There is, you know, there is a degree of that. Um, yeah. So the, uh, and he, he is not the quickest. So actually, uh, you know, working with somebody who's just down the road probably helps in, yeah. in, in various ways. I get you. And um, mate, being half Scottish, I've got a, a great admiration. You don't have to put up with the tweeness of the London bullshit comic scene. I just, I like, I like the Glasgow Edinburgh attitude towards comics. I got to tell you, Dundee. Don't forget Dundee. Um, good. Um, Nineteen ninety-six flicks. Mentalo, uh, Mentalo with Grant Morrison. Um, Twenty Twenty Visions and Weird War Tales. Then he did the Batman: The Scottish Connection with Alan Grant, um, which I remember being a bit of a hot book at the time. Um, a favourite of yours, or it's a funny one, isn't it? It's not super respected these days, is it? 
I'm going to say I don't really have much memory of it. You know, that, that, <laughs> okay. that enough tells you about it. It's a bit masonic, partially... wasn't it? Don't they go to a masonic chapel yeah. or something? I mean, and it, yeah. it, it, you know what? It, it's Alan Grant is really good at writing for the audience that he knows that want to read it. Yeah. Um, he once discussed the fact that he'd written. I don't know if it was an authority crossover with the GLA or with or planetary crossover. And somebody said to him, so did you do a lot of research? He goes, nope, didn't know anything about these characters at all. I just wrote what I wanted to. And somebody said it fitted, and we went, I'll do, fine. Um, and I think with the Scottish connection, there is a thing where he's kind of going, oh, yeah, this is going to be primarily for an American audience. They'll want uh, a big castle. They'll want yeah. it to, to be um, short bread tin. They'll want, a, <laughs> you know, they expect some of this. Yeah. And, you know, that combined with the, what I, would, I always refer to as the train spotting scenes, where it's bits of, because I think there's bits of it set in Edinburgh Castle, if I remember correctly. Oh, right. Um, okay. And, and you are left going, that's not the right order. Right. It's the right order for layout to make the story work. And it's much like the opening scene of train spotting where they run along the, the length of Princess Street yeah. in terms of Edinburgh. And frankly, if you were a junkie, you couldn't run that length. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> mate, oh, I feel and, the same. Lockstock, they jump down some stairs and oh, go from Oxford Street yeah. to Southwark. You know, I know you mean. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, so I think the Six Scottish Connection suffered a little bit for that. It's almost that you're too, you're too close to it to, to yeah, actually yeah. Yeah. to get the full enjoyment of it. Um, he also um, worked on a Lobo story with Alan Grant. I read that never got released. Interestingly enough, um, and given that they would release anything with Lobo yeah. in it at that point in time, and with um, Quietly, yeah, yeah, interesting. Who knows? Um, yeah, <laughs> 2008 JLA um, Earth Two with Grant Morrison. Um, he then took over from Brian Hitch on the Authority with Mark Miller. Then we got the new X uh, New X Men. Then we got We Three. Just I'll just rattle off a couple of other titles. All Star Superman. Um, he signed a two year contract with DC at that point. Batman and Robin. Uh, Walking Dead. He did a variant cover for um, 2012 Luce, uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Which, um, if you follow Mr. Miller's Twitter and Instagram, you know is about to hit Netflix anytime now. Um, he did the fourth issue of Morrison's The Multiversity. As you well know, because I went on about it at the time, if you go to the Radisson Red Hotel in Glasgow, which is right next to the Clyde, you'll see his art decorates virtually every room, I think, and the bar and the gym and the reception and everywhere, and it's just amazing. looks gorgeous mm. in there. Um, have you been there, dude? I can't remember what you said. No, no. It's, it's one of those ones I live close enough to Glasgow that I don't need to stay in a hotel when I'm there. Yeah, okay. um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a hike from so the town centre as well, isn't it? It's just sort of a bit out, out on its own there, but it is, yeah. yeah. But, I've, but I've seen enough of the photos from it, and a lot of when they had the uh, the big display at the Kelvin Grove Art Gallery, so the, the, the yeah. main art gallery in Glasgow actually did a, an exhibition of his work, um, and that, you know, it, it had a lot of stuff that were related to um, to what was in the hotel as well. Yeah, I mean, it's nice because I think um, I went to when I went to Glasgow Comic Con. He just sort of turned up in the bar. There's no airs and graces about him, which I kind of like. Yeah. He, it, it, it amuses me for a lot of the things about getting getting comic art. I say that, you know, what, what's the, the thing you require most? And it's just to be in the right place at the right time. So I first met um, Frank or Vinny. Yeah. Um, at what was the Money Eye Comic Festival? Oh no, yeah, it's yeah, um, yeah. tiny wee village where which Alan Grant actually lives in. Yeah, um, and it was in two thousand and one. It was in response to the Foot and Mouth um, 
um, events that had happened, which had caused a lot of issues around the uh, around the village. So as part of a money raising thing, they put this on. Um, and it, it was just a case of you turn up and there, you're right, there he is. He turns away. And there's been three or you know, there's been several of those money out events since then. And you would just turn up and you're right, there he is just sitting there chatting away and we'll just do anything. And then when you go to something like, I, I remember when I was at the Baltimore Comic Con doing, uh, and I picked up the GLA 100 covers okay. book that was for the um, uh, CBLDF, is it? Or right. the Hero Initiative, one, whichever one it is. Yeah. And I was getting signatures from everybody that, because it was like, there's a good reason to walk around the con and just say, can you sign this book? And I realized that he was, he'd done one of the covers. And I looked at the queue and I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm taking this book home, and I'll find you in, yeah. in Scotland at some point. I know. There's a lot and of that going is... on, isn't there? Like Al Ewing sort of sits on his own at mm. uh, a Thought Bubble, but you try and get near him at New York, it's impossible. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of that yeah. going on in there. Yeah, but but I think, you know, you're right. He's, he's a lovely guy. He's really approachable, yeah. really chatty, and will you know? Let's say some of these events where it's not that busy, we'll just sit down in the bar and chat to anybody for you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of time for kids and stuff as well. Adlard's like that, you know. I find yeah. Adlard like that as well. Yeah. And yeah. the bit that really annoys me when when I speak to him about doing art and stuff, and because you go, oh, could you do a do me a little sketch, please, or whatever. And he, he, he produces this beautiful thing, and you look at the thing that he's holding in his hand to do the sketch, and it's one of those really, really cheap Bic pencils. All right, okay. You know, you know, the, you know the bright yellow plastic ones that, you know? Yeah. And you're like going, so it really isn't about tools, is it? No, it is all about it. skill. Yeah. Yeah, it is for me. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's not for him. Yeah. Um, the um, so yeah. Worth watching, I think you can probably find it on YouTube. I think it's on uh, the iPlayer if you're in the UK. It's Frank Quietly, The Art of Comics. Sorry, BBC documentary, What Do Artists Do All Day? It's season one, episode nine, and it features him. We alluded to it a minute ago, and it sort of details his day in, day out, what he does. And um, it's kind of a little tragic. There's a little bit of sadness. He talks about how, you know, he can only afford this and he can't afford that, but... Uh, yeah, what he does, yeah. and then there's a little bit how he's sort of taken to drawing on a tablet, isn't there? There's a bit of that. Mm. It's quite interesting. To, to be fair, the whole series of that isn't, you know, there's none of it's happy go light in terms of all of this. <laughs> right, yeah. But you're right. The it, it, it demonstrates the case of look, it's, it's a very lonely profession. Yeah. You know, yeah. one of the advantages that he's, he's, you know, the reason I think he ends up being in the studio is because there's somebody to talk to when you're having or making a coffee. Yeah, um, that's why I work away um, from home, man. I, so, I mean, that's why I've got an office elsewhere, you know, so I can throw a few lines mm-hmm. into the receptionist every so often, you know, just keep your hand in, you know, it is. Right. Yeah. But as you say, within that, within that show, he also, when he, he spends the night in, um, in the studio, and it is the fact that because there are, What's it? Six different Akira trades, and depending on your your choice, they're all different thicknesses. So yeah. You can actually get the right pillow height, depending that's right for you, <laughs> just by mixing and matching the right Akira trades together, which is something I've never tried. But yeah, it's good to know day. that it's there if I ever yeah. um, ever need it. Um, like you said, there was Frank Quietly. The Art of Comics um, was the unoriginally titled exp- exhibition at Kelvin Grove Art Gallery, which I'm sure you went to, did you? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. They held Free Comic Book Day at uh, not Free Comic Book Day. Um, Small press day um, oh, at the okay. Kevin Gold Gallery um, the year that that was on, um, which was actually <laughs> made it very successful. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, yeah. Because everybody was at the art gallery for different reasons. Oh, nice one. Yeah. Now, I think we should try and sum up for those who maybe haven't seen his art. Um, what I'm, I tried to write down how I would describe his art, and there's there's a number of counterpointed and different 
elements to every single page every single panel of his art there's often a strange humor there's often a twist in reality um there can be bouts of aggression but it is endearing as well it's a it's such a profoundly strange style but somehow it works to me people are extremes aren't they They're, you get very slim people you'll get very fat people we, we got it in this book didn't we um yeah it's it's so, an interesting style uh, isn't it i think a lot of that comes down to to his other main influence which is dudley d watson right okay who basically drew the vast majority of the bruins and Orwelly. right and obviously all of his work would have been done with dip ink pen and there's very, because that was all done for newspapers and newsprint as well. It's all single solid line and okay. very clean and very piece. Yeah. And I think the one thing you would, you know, Frank Quietly does not do heavy blacks. Right. We just don't yeah, see it. it anywhere in this. Now, in fact, they almost played in the reverse with me three by making all the panel borders heavy, thick black. You know, there's no, all, every page is, is black to the edge. Yeah. In, in terms of the area. Um, so he, he has a very clean, very thin line style that allows you then to exaggerate and caricature some of the pieces. So yeah. that's why I think, you know, if you go to his Superman work and actually put it against Dudley D. Watkins' um, Desperate Dan work, you okay. go, that's, that's the same chin, you know, and it is... So uh, yeah. Desperate Dan has the great big chin. You know, he, he drove Superman with a great big chin. That's that's is you know, and which is fine, but again, it's very you know there there's there's a lot of very thin, clean lines on it, um, and and he then because he's got that clean lines piece, as you say, takes an array of different angles and views of you know it, it could be oh here's somebody else. so you know if you turn to the CCTV pages so yeah in, I've got in them story, here yeah I've got them in front of me actually yeah um what there's a piece where, um, for the purposes of the story, the one of the scientists is basically trying to sneak the animals out or sneaking information out that would re- release the animals. So what they basically do is they have is it six pages of CCTV images. Um, yeah, six. which is yeah. Well, so that's three, a that's a big read on a guided view. I've got to tell you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's eighteen panels per page. I know. Stuff your main panel grid. And it's, and there's, they're not repeated images, are they? They're no, no, in, they're no. each so a different is, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like saying, look, because this is the camera of the of the the military lab, if you like. So there is, you know, essentially twenty cameras. So there's yeah. twenty different views, um, perhaps in terms of how it's. There's maybe not as many as that, but it it, does, it feels like that. Um, no, this is one where he, rather than draw this as an actual page, he essentially drew them as individual cards. Okay, and then. Right. Then shuffle them about into into, into oh, okay. But if you think about it, a CCTV camera is always in the top corner of a room, and is looking down. So that's a really weird angle to draw. A lot of things are. Yeah. So the difficulty level, if you like, of saying right, how do you get the perspective right and get the view of, you know, it. it so panel two of the CCTV is, is two guys essentially in a lift or getting into a lift. Now, normally, if I if someone if I read that in a script, I would go right, <laughs> straight face on. There's a nice, yeah. you know a, a square box with two people in it, but this is the top corner of that lift, 
yeah. looking into it. Because so you know, so all you see is the, the the back of the head of one of the characters, and you know the the front face of the other one, but more across the shoulders, um, and it just makes it a really difficult and weird setup. And he does a lot of that through all of these books. I think where he takes the opportunity to just twist the viewpoint yeah. to say, yeah, it's that image, but taken from from somewhere else. I think we um, see. I think, I think we see this in other art. I'm going to say Mitch Gerard's uses this to a certain yeah. extent in some of his work. I think it's definitely had influence elsewhere yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other artist i was going to s- suggest man it's interesting you said the bruins guy is um giles as well i see a bit of the yeah. bit of giles in what he does sometimes that sort of grotesque uh, caricature kind of stuff you know yeah no i think um i think you're, you're on point there with and again that that mix of saying it's a newspaper strip for for a newspaper means that the approach that you take yeah with with a dip pen Okay. You know, and then go just going to draw a single straight line, and the the weight that that has with it, and that you the control that you have with it, um, not a skill I have, but that that's certainly the the, the starting point. And then obviously, quietly then goes crazy with the, the amount of detail and backgrounds that he can add into it, yeah. into it as well. Yeah, and then he opens the eye up. So if you go to the next, then at, at straight out the gate from those those pages, whatever it was, six pages. We get a double page spread, don't we? We get a big, yeah, on a star field. You know, it's like he's playing with us. He's showing what he can do. It's so so lovely, isn't it? It's so beautiful. Um, there is three animals in mech suits in the air. Hard. Yeah, yeah, Both, you know, running for for their lives. Yeah, um, and essentially that would have been. Well, There's a couple of pages after that, I suppose. Actually, and then it, which basically are the the scientists getting caught, and then the animals say let's go home throughout this as well the animal dialogue is written very um psychotically yeah. and you know so the dog's forever going good dog and asking questions you know yeah. and, and saying and you know there's danger here we three go home yeah. or we three sorry still, we three home now and it's not that you know so it's like um, yeah, there's uh, there's a straightforward, you know, there's a there's there's no flourish. That that the the page that follows, which is the big one with the coppers, the choppers in the distance, and them looking down the hill. Um, yeah, that's the the home the home home was it homeward journey? What's what's that movie we're talking? Um, about? Uh, you, you know, the I mean? incredible journey. incredible journey. Incredible pardon journey. me. Yeah. yeah, that's the incredible journey money shot, isn't it? That's them going. Oh, look yeah. at this, guys. Yeah. This is what we're doing. Yeah, so so well done. Um, the other thing they do is, um, I'm guessing these chapter breaks with the lost posters are done by quietly as well. Are they just in a different style? Do you know? Or I was going to say it, it really because it's. I'm going to say yes, they're yeah. done by quietly, but could purely because nobody else is credited for yeah, them. Yeah, that's why I thought. Um, yeah. So yeah, they do three wanted posters, so that, to, to highlight the fact that the animals were not necessarily acquired. Um, legally by the military, yeah, uh, just seem to have been stolen off the street. So it's you know it's the little girl has written the lost poster for her cat, Tinker. yeah, and just to break um, me a little bit more inside, yeah, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> and that looks like um, I'm trying to think the, the the woman who used to do the postcardy work. Oh, what's her name? Oh, well, to me it looks like Jill Thompson. Yeah, there's a little bit. Yeah, I can get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah. Who was obviously friends of theirs as well, I'm sure. Mm. Um, Yeah, so there's that. Good stuff, man. The other question I wanted to ask you. Go on, mate. Sorry, you go go first. No, no, I was was going to move into the next. Okay, well, let me ask you this then before we move on. 
is this an animal rights book? Now, I'm guessing uh, Grant Morrison is a vegetarian, at least, and I'm guessing a vegan, probably. Um, is this an animal rights book? I'm going to say yes, but without it necessarily ramming it down your throat. Yeah, I think you so. Know, it's not... Yeah. It's, it's generally... A, a, it's anti-vivisection, because it's basically That's saying... Because it, it, it's taking vivisection yeah. to, to the extreme, to say, right, what if you weren't testing makeup what if you were testing military grade weapons yeah you know and it's it's just pushing it on from that um because we're about i mean i think he makes no bones they make no bones about it growing up in quite a left-wing family you know there was mm. that, the anti-nuclear protests and stuff like that grant's parents but they would have been at the heart of the big, you know, the animals movie and the big move towards animal rights that occurred in the yeah. mid 80s, I'm, I'm guessing. Mm, mm. Um, and I think I feel that this is, like you say, the vivisection, the anti vivisection league, and the stuff about um, experimenting on animals. I think this is so clearly what he was trying to communicate that these, these animals have a personality and a character, which is why they are strays and not brought yeah. up in a lab. Yeah. Yeah. And that, so no, it's also that. Um, but again, it, it's not. He's, it, because he's written it so well, yeah. it's not going. Dawns this on is what you. This it doesn't. Is. Yeah, it has to dawn on you when you slap me in the it. face with it. Yeah, agree yeah. completely. Yeah, yeah, good. So then we move into what would have been the second book. Yeah, and I'm going to say that the second book is out of all of it, it's probably got some of the best scenes in it because this is the biggest chase element. Yeah, piece, right. Um, this is the rap. The raps happen in this book, doesn't it? Is that right? Yeah, I think they do. Yeah. yeah. So, the, but, so this literally opens up with a field of rabbits, and then the rabbit running, or the the, the mech rabbit running in, saying, "Run, rabbit! Run, rabbit! Run!" <laughs> yeah. And you know, and then bang again, a splash page where the, the the rabbits in the field are all getting shot to bits by the the helicopters, and the the mechs are are running hard. Um, and you know, it leads to the fact that the dog then goes, I've had enough of this, turns and, and, and faces down one of the helicopters. Yeah. Now, there's a double piece spread then. Yeah, that fracturing which, of the image is incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's two basically it's two long panels across a, a double spread each spread. One featuring the dog choosing to attack and one featuring the cat choosing to attack. Yeah. Now the the dog piece, right? So there's big long panels, I see, and across those panels, there's lots of individual little panels that kind of demonstrate what happens next and, and how it happens. And the dog piece is, is, is drawn as being very um, linear and going, the dog's going from A to B, okay, and just moving across the page. And you can see that in, in terms of the little panels as well, yeah. where it's a case of he shoots something, then the bullet goes, then the bullet hits the soldier, comes at the back of the head. Blood goes everywhere. But, you know, and it's that, that natural progression through. The second half of the page, the bottom half of the page, which, again, is the, the cat choosing to attack. And, again, there's lots of little panels with it. That that starts very clever because it uses the, the branches of the tree that the cat's decided to climb up as the, the framing bits. And what, what yeah. takes you a while to realise that some of the things that you think are just the black leaves are actually the cat running across the branches oh right yeah it's yeah, actually yeah. finding itself and so there's 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 a small um truck then there's a, you see the, the soldier and then you see the soldier realizes he's been watched by the cat all of which are just framed as with panel borders that really just the the branches of the tree right okay the three down the side there and then when the cat chooses to attack it's not 
linear like the dog. You know, dogs yeah. go, dogs just go, right, I'm going from A to B. Cats will just go, right, I'm going crazy, right? Yeah. And the, the, the cat attack is is much more frenzied and much more, you know, claws fly everywhere because he can shoot his claws out of his, you know. Yeah. And it, it just seems much more, you know, and it just, it's, a, it's just the perfection of society. This is how motion and action can be demonstrated on a comic page. And this is where I say that these these sorts of panels, you could not do anywhere. Yeah, you work, could not it? take yeah. this and put it onto animation or put it into selling it to live action. Uh, if you're going to do animation, it's going to be overlapped images and all sorts, and it's going to be really difficult. Yeah, to... and they're they won't. <laughs> you know what they're no, like. They won't no, no, do no, it. No. Yeah, but as I say, but it, it, it's just the frenzied nature of the the you know the two, but still being as the dog having the clear attack yeah and then the cat having the frenzied attack which i'd love to see the script to this to see where the conceptualization of it comes from about you know they worked together grant and frank for a while now at this point when they whether it was left to frank it's it's a really interesting one isn't it there is the script for this page oh is it okay the the back of the deluxe um okay um, where it basically takes it through that um and it's you know it's basically a description of them saying that's what we want to do. And there is rough sketches of them of, of Frank saying right. So what well, by Grant? Bits. Um, I, they actually sat down and went through it together. Okay, right. Okay. There was a an interview that he did. It might have been football. Again, right, okay. you can find it on YouTube. There's um, you know, where he did a present. He did from one of the thought well, whether um, it was Kapow presentations. I oh, know, no, no Mor- it was Pete Doherty. Morrison, Pete Doherty Morrison wouldn't it. have been at Capal, would he? I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that was post Fallout, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But so there's it basically, yeah, he does take that whole thing. How to project? Because it's all about how to put 3D yeah. into into two in onto 2D. See, I really like those pages. I really do mm. that that double page spread. But if you go a few pages forward, well, I was going to say two pages on. You've then got the page where the the rabbit shits a bomb. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is just yeah. one of the best where you go. Because it's not like, what do rabbits do? You know, you always know where rabbits have been because you always see rabbits. Yeah. Right? That's, yeah. that's kind of where it is. So the rabbit lays a bomb as it's running away and boom, the thing goes up. Yeah. Then, yes, what is page 54 and 55? doesn't work as well for me, that. And I think it's because of the... No? Not for me, no. Because And I think it's because of the red in the background. I would rather have had that. that it's almost like walking through doors isn't it doors of images yeah. of action so, you know so yeah so for those listening at home this is so this is a double page spread of the cat attacking um so again the soldiers that are chasing them and what it's been done is essentially it's the panes of of image that are done like panes of glass that are um angled and flashing across the page um as you say like a, like a like a moving door if you will yeah and the, the soldier always remains inside the panel, but the cat is is, is outside of the, or can be outside of the panel and flies, because the cat flies across the page, but the soldiers can't react so because they're, they're almost, almost like stuck portals, in the aren't they, between the action? You know, there's, yeah. there's that. I think it's, the, I think it's, if I had to say what it was, I think it's the background puts me off. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just yes. saying I don't, I don't like it as much as the previous I'm, one. I'm, I'm with, yeah. I, I, I must say that the red... The, again, it's a little bit over computer effects yeah, with the color, yeah. maybe. Um, but to me, again, this is the there's a motion thing here that that, that demonstrates that you know, and this is part of this this manga thing. If you like, that you're going yeah. look, 
there's only one thing happening here, and that's that cat is transitioning across the whole of the activity. And it means that you know that in each panel, regardless of the angle of it, the cat is in there and is moving to the next one. Um, and the, the people who are in the panels have got nowhere to go other than be killed by the, the cat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 to me, again, it's the thought process of trying to work that out. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah. As, as a, I mean, as I'm, not, artist, I'm not saying it's bad, my friend. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, no, yeah. No, no, yeah. It's, um, the, see, those, those two pages the, the, the of, of action. The two spreads. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Are, and, you know, so that one and the, the, of the, the, the first attack and then this attack of the cat through, I think, is, it, it, you know, the, that is comics or the, this, if you want an example of things you can do in comics and nowhere else, this, this is it. Yeah. And it, conceiving of it between two dudes making a comic is just brilliant mm. isn't it it really is yeah, yeah it shows it shows why they're both so respected yeah yeah i think think the way it's been described like, like quietly has described it in the past that it was supposed to represent slices of time yeah i get you in, in yeah. terms of the yeah. the way where it's like this is a slice of the time yep it's like sliders there you go yeah. that was a shit comparison <laughs> <laughs> right good now look at the time i knew we'd do this right so yeah. let's let's have a few more pages that you really dig man there must be some more art here you like um yeah so then we move to stand by me as they cross the railway bridge <laughs> yes, yeah um, that's true. the rat attack and yeah bloody hell the rat attack yeah there's and every time the rabbit sees something that he's worried about he shouts oh oh and then something blows up <laughs> yeah so if if the if the rabbit says oh, oh you know you're in trouble and so there's an essential piece here where it just goes through this process of the the, the continue on there's a really really sad piece because of the rat attack the the rabbit one of his wires comes out and he keeps going on about fixed tail fixed tail and he literally becomes a rabbit stuck in headlights when he meets um, a couple of hunters yeah um and it's the fact that the dog then saves the rat or they, they try to shoot the rabbit and and do and injure it um yeah. but the dog then goes and, and saves but then he's it's the fact that he goes bad dog sorry i've actually skipped past one of the best bits as well when the dog pulls the man out of the water after the train crash oh yeah yeah because he wants to save the man because that's a good dog and it's the cat going stinks man stinks yeah and it's, you then realize that what the dog has actually done is basically the man's cut from the torso down yes um, yeah so the, yeah. the dog's done, done the right thing because he saved the man from the water but it was already dead yeah so the, the um, we all know that cats are the super geniuses and dogs are just yeah that that's what it's reflecting there isn't it yeah yeah i know yeah that's quite brutal isn't it that's quite that's that is i mean it, it's a constant reminder that it's just how you know it's it's this funny animal book that's just fucking brutal as fuck isn't it mm. like constantly um and none of them are getting out alive. Is where, where at that yeah. point I'm thinking none of them are getting out alive, including their, the 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 sort of female scientist who's their friend. I'm thinking yeah. she's going to get it as well. Yeah. Um, so to move the story on, yep. what they then say is, well, let's send in the even bigger dog yep. to go and um, like a, which is dog I think it's just, I saw it described in an interview as like a bull mastiff or something like that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's that yeah. something where it's the big dog to chase them down. Yeah. And they basically chase the, the, them down, and that dog catches the rabbit. And you know everyone's upset about the fact that you know, the rabbit's about to die, and then the rabbit says "oh," oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which means, and basically the rabbit blows himself up, yeah, to to save the other two and um, and to kill the bastard. Um, and it, it just you know this all goes on as you'd expect because it's then well how do we you know the, the scientists basically 
um, saves the animals by um, by putting herself in the in the path of the bullets. Yeah. Um, and it's just really nice that you know ultimately the animals end up. And that's escaping. a real gunshot, isn't it? You know, you you rarely see real gunshots, mm. do you, in in comics? Yeah. But that's uh, the more all, comes out yeah. the other side than goes. You know, it's yeah. Well, even the oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Um, I'm just speeding through it now. Yeah yeah. There's it gets there's some horrible pages to look at when the when the the armor has fallen off. Yeah. Yeah, um, so there's a bit of a switch and bait where, um, where they end up going one place, they go to another place, and they have to. The armor comes off in order for them to escape, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. and you know, so the cat keeps bringing the dog dead mice to to feed it, and and yeah. and and all that. And it, it, it basically they get adopted by a homeless man yep. who who wants to look after them, um, which then leads to. Like the second third last page which again is back at the newsstand which i really liked as a, yeah. a piece here because again it's nothing gets said on that page where it's um you know the guy's offering the change and or offers the, to pay the cash and it's just a check mark to say yeah that's right and yeah. you know he just whistles and stuff um and of course this is the the big testimony from the senator who actually realizes that the dogs are being or the animals are being looked after by the um homeless guy yeah, yeah the homeless man and he just gives him a bunch of money um as he's climbing up the steps to to go into the courtroom yeah um and it, it just finishes out so you know the conclusion of it is you know essentially look good things happen to to these animals once they've escaped but it's really ugly to get there yeah um did you and i'm not sure if i expected a happy ending i don't think i did it, yeah and it's a bittersweet ending i know but is it yeah. bittersweet? I was going to say there's you know one of the animals. Would it have surprised me if two of the animals had gone down? Probably not. And yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's not a happy ending. It, it's just a a pleasant ending, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're um, right. It's tight. I don't want another book of this. I don't want we three two. God no. You know that's this no. is it. It's got to just be this for me. Yeah. Mm, mm. So no, I. There, there's loads of individual pages and individual images throughout it where you could say, "Oh, that's just really, really nice." Yeah. Um, and you know, cats are ninjas, and <laughs> yeah. dogs are loyal, and it's, rabbits shit a lot. It's, a, it's also good. Um, it's a good starter drug for people. This as well. If somebody said to me, "What could I read on?" You know, I'm on a train with them, and I had this in my bag. I think I'd probably hand it over. I think it's easily understandable. Um, it's. Yes, um, even with the partially because the degree of complex the the, the, the panels that we've talked about that are really complex with the, a lot of the motion and a lot of the the frenzied attack. There's not a need to have that comic reading sensibility of going panel A to panel B to panel yeah. C, you know, because as again because the dog piece is written in a in a linear fashion and the cat piece is all over the place. You get that straight off the page. Yeah. you know what's happening. And quietly is nice and clean and easy to recognize people and places and you know there's no like would, everything's yeah, in the shadows I, it's nice I, yeah. it's a very very readable book yeah yeah, yeah. And it's you're, you're right it's beautiful to look at would i give it to some i'd, I'd have to know the, the yeah the person. They, if, uh, yeah the, <laughs> yeah that, that person have to be into um sci-fi horror esque type things <laughs> as opposed to just going yeah oh this is my son this read it when fine. he was about 13 i think something like that and he really liked oh, it 
He thought it was great. The, the, yeah. It's yeah. Sorry, there's nothing in here. There's no effing or blinding or anything like that. It literally is just. It's quite violent. But yeah, there's a bit of hard reality, you know, isn't there? A bit, a bit of a sort of hard reality truth kind of thing. Yeah. What is there comparable to it out there? Anything you can think of? You. It's a difficult one, um, isn't it? It's difficult because it's not really anamorphic. No. Despite you know, because it's yeah. despite the fact that the owls talk a little bit, really, it's the the programming of the, the machinery talking on their behalf. Um, it is, you know, what any a number of cyborg stories would fit into this. There, there'll be certainly the you know, if you like um, Robocop, you 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 would like this. I would suggest that you know, because there's there's a lot of the Robocop stories yeah, would, again fall into that yeah. trapped character. You know, somebody trapped in or as they. Some of the the early cyborg stuff from from Teen Titans would be yeah. be good for it as always. Well. You know, the man trapped inside the iron suit can't was that, get out of it. What was that Garth in his book about a dog? What was that one? Do you remember the one? Oh, um, I can't remember. I was going to suggest um, it's an animation actually. It's the Plague Dogs. If you ever saw that, okay, yeah, yeah, um, no, about, and that's about animals escaping from a an experiment sort of type place. Um, yeah, it sits on its own, doesn't it? It's no, like you say, you, you wouldn't hand them Usagi Ajimbo or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles after this, would you? Yeah, there's, no. there's not, there's not. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's almost, I almost would want to hand them. I don't know something. I don't know. What's that? What's that cow? What's that cowboy one? Um, oh, that'll come to me. To be honest, if if somebody read that and liked it, I would only give them Preacher. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because that would kind of be the to me it's case of okay, you want something that's grounded in a degree of reality but then steps on to fa- fantasy from there. Yeah. I'd probably and, you know, Yeah, like Akira. You give him Akira, wouldn't you? Coloured Akira, I suppose. Oh yeah. You know, um, yeah. Uh-huh. Um but again that's Yeah. You know what that, that, all of that would work. Yeah, yeah. From from an art style, definitely. As I say and I think Dylan's art and uh, and Quietly's art also have a a nice com- um, comparability to them as well. Yeah. So there's, there's what's that one? Is it there. Exterminators? Did you ever read that? <laughs> the Vertigo That's book. It's not ringing a bell. It's um, who's the guy? Who, Never seen Never. Who was the guy? Who's yeah? We may have read it. Who's the guy who was the first artist on um, The Walking Dead? Um, before Adlard. Moore. Moore. Tony Moore. Tony Moore book about people who exterminate. Um, bugs that take over the world it's 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 yeah it's pretty good actually it's, it's not a bad one yeah yeah good nice choice man as always okay yeah good um yeah it's uh I'd, i hadn't read this i read it at the time i made may have looked at it a couple of times i think when i gave it to my son to read um mm. in fact he's got my copy um <laughs> and um i really enjoyed reading it again i like you say i read it in one sitting again when i mean you must have reread it this week last week did you read it in one go or I did, and I must admit, I sort of sat aside a little bit longer than I needed for it because I was like, uh, partially because I see the first half of the book is 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 pretty quiet in terms of dialogue, yeah, and it is just constant action scenes where you're you start reading at a pace. Yeah, you <laughs> you did. Go, what's happening? What's you happening? Start what's happening? Writing, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so no, it, it, it's a really good read from that perspective. If yeah, anyone who likes any Morrison's work should certainly pick it up. And anyone who likes, as the short, compact stories that are, yeah, 
sci-fi but might, with a grounding of reality maybe Go maybe it. all-star superman i know it's not about animals but it has a tragic quality to it it's got yeah it's got quietly's art on it again it's brilliantly written i it, it is i mean it, it's oddly enough i think all-star superman is slightly less accessible for for yeah, um other yeah. for, for it's much denser isn't it and as well yeah. Well, no, it's partially because I think people go in with more expectation. Okay. As well. Yeah. In that, if you're a non-reader, you you have an expectation of what Batman is and what Superman is. Yeah. So if you but if you read a lot of comics, you realise that no, there's loads of different takes. But that's partially why Vertigo right. works so well. Is yeah. You didn't have to have an in-depth knowledge of you know Nightwing's backstory to read a comic from them because hundred percent. Yeah. And. And I still say that's where the best things from Vertigo were often their short series. Yeah. You know, and it was some of the long stuff was obviously phenomenal. But, you know, if, if you if you want something that's accessible to Joan Hunter at large, give them it in bite sized pieces where they can go, right, I can just read this a little bit and get on with it. Yeah. Um, that, but again, that's also me with my pulp background going, I like a one and done. Yeah, I know. I like yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, no, that's why I think that's why they did so well in trades as well. I think Vertigo because mm. they had that a lot yes. of that, didn't they? Yes. Going on, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> good. Okay, so let's get on a bit to you, mate. Um, as we alluded to at the start, you are a multimillionaire now and your Kickstarter's on fire. Did you want to just give us a little bit of detail of what that's about? Yeah, so, um, after the year we've had, I've now reached Burnout, um, <laughs> which is the, the latest Penguin book that's uh, currently up on uh, on Kickstarter. Right. Um, and um, actually in Gangbusters, in, in terms of not quite multi-millionaire. I'm not uh, not the Effington Barlers yeah. quite yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But it's, not um, Alex it's Camp, yeah. of, No. Uh, um, I don't get to, to slag off my backers quite yet. Um, <laughs> just me. Just me. That's fine, yeah. <laughs> The um, so no, it's it's tracking really well. As I'm, and it, it, the book is happening definitely. Everybody's going to get extra Real. prints, and um, everyone's going to get a badge that, that will go with it as well because we're, we're smashing stretch goals left, right, and centre. Brill. And there are opportunities in there to get. And I saw a rather saucy photograph of you. I was going to say I saw a rather saucy photograph of you in a t-shirt yeah. today, my friend. Yep. So um, as part of it, um, you can get the. Alfred Hitchcock inspired um, <laughs> outline of penguin. T-shirt. Yeah, great, good yeah. idea. So, yeah, so yeah, um, as as of recording, it, oh, so it runs to the um, April the tenth. Oh yeah, you got a while yet, so. but yeah, get on it, get on it as soon as you hear this. Um, good. Uh, what's the next project after that, mate? Have you got any plans? So in terms of, well, I've already done the next ten pages for the next penguin. Right, book, okay. If you can believe, <laughs> yeah. In fact, it's more than that. I've done 15 of those pages. Um, and I'm, I've done a little bit of writing for the ACP Drink and Draw oh, nice. uh, DUI anthology. Nice um, work. Which is it's being worked on at the one. Um, I was a bit cheeky and just reworked a story that I'd, use, or that I'd try to use elsewhere, and it's not oh, okay. going to be there. So that's, okay. that's good for that. Have you got, um, do you know who your artist is on that yet? Or are you, are you yeah, going? it's Helena. Oh, nice. Um, oh, I love so her. She's, um, Funny enough, we'd, I've just got a reply to a text of hers because she's texted me about something. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, you um, lucked out so there, man. She's, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that's quite going to be gonna be great from that perspective. And I need to do a little bit of work for our friends in Dundee. Um, oh, okay. Because I said okay. I would do something for their anthology as well. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point. So I need to, I need to think of something for, for what that can be. Um, oh, good shout. But we'll, we'll work. They've got a while yet for that. Oh, man, so you're on fire. Look at this. Yeah, mm. yeah. 
Don't forget the penguins. Oh, Never leave them. Never leave them alone. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No. Got to as I say. Well, we're, we're on the countdown to to strip two thousand. Good. We're in. You know. Only, only 80 to go or something like that let's all so. meet up in the strip <laughs> 2000 yeah so, good yeah excellent um now for those regular hosts co-hosts on the show i've uh, because i think in two weeks time we hit the year and can you believe it i started this for the lockdown we're still in lockdown the year anniversary of this podcast so for those who've been sort of regular co-hosts i'm submitting a challenge so i get to choose the comic just for a couple of times um and i've chosen one for you man it's going to be uh, it's going to be two in- two issues of the Avengers, um, right. issues one nine five and one nine six. Now, certainly not something I've read before. Yeah, George Perez art, so I thought as a DC boy you'd oh. like it. Yeah. Um, and also the first appearance of a um, much hyped recently character. So I'll let you have a look. I'll let you have a think about that. Um, I, I visions of who that may be. Okay. Yeah, no, not quite. No, no, yeah, no. But although, um, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, okay. yeah, there's a, uh, there's a, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it to you to find yeah. out because it's oh, it's a nice me, little, it's out. a nice little, um, uh, the first issue has a, a cliffhanger with that person, so I'll, I'll leave it to you to find out, yeah, okay. But, um, you, you read Comicsology, don't you? You on Comicsology or Marvel, the Marvel app? I can be, yeah, okay. I've got Comicsology, yeah, because I, I don't buy um, this as an as a single issue because I think I'll be a bit pricey. It's, right. uh, yeah, if you could, if you just read it on Comicsology, it's going to be fine. Yeah, there you go. That's your challenge. Um, and where can people find you, man? Online? Where can we uh, buy your books? And where can we pledge to your Kickstarter? If you just search for at Pendgwin on any form of social media, you'll find me, and from there you'll get the links through to the Kickstarter, or just search Pendgwin on um, on Kickstarter. Great stuff, man. Um, we at uh, Tribute Press are. We, I don't know if you know this, Al, but uh, Easter is cancelled. Mm. Good Friday is now cancelled, and it's now being known as Tribute Friday. And you will have seen the uh, the adverts of a character being crucified. Yes, that's our tasteful choice of advert. Um, so we're dropping a ki- we're dropping a Patreon on uh, Good Friday, Tribute Friday, the second of April. It will be five pages of comics per week and extras at the weekend for £1.49 a month. So keep your eye out for that. Go to at Tribute Press and you'll find all the details, which is on Twitter. Um, thanks, Al. Another great one, mate. And we'll uh, we'll continue chatting. And I shall say goodbye to you now, mate. Mm-hmm.